You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, this is Angie from All Creatures Podcast. Today I'll be hosting another special episode just for kids, made by kids, all about animals. Today we're featuring two huge animals. In fact, one of them is the tallest on land and the other is one of the deepest diving mammals in the ocean. So I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who is listening today and for doing your part as an animal conservation hero. Listening, learning, loving, and sharing stories and facts about these creatures is such an important step to conserving them. So I'm really happy that you're loving these special episodes and keep listening and downloading. Today, I'm going to be talking with Colleen. She lives in a suburb of the great city of Chicago, my old stomping grounds in Chicago, Illinois. And Colleen will be wowing us with tall facts all about the giraffe. And now my second guest is Livy from Bakersfield, California. And Livy will be talking all about the incredible elephant seal. And I'm so excited to share the elephant seal story because it's one of the most happy and inspiring conservation success stories out there. So you'll get to listen and learn all about that today. Please stick around. It's going to be a real fun episode. And let's get this All Creatures Kids podcast party started. Hi, Colleen. Are you there? Yeah. Hello, sweetie. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so happy you're here. What animal are you going to be talking to me about today? Giraffes. Awesome. This is going to be so good. And Colleen, can you tell everyone how old you are? Seven years old. You're seven years old. That's a great age. And what is your favorite animal? I actually have a couple favorite animals. I like penguins, but I actually call it funny penguins because I watched them in kindergarten and it was so funny. And they are I funny. like giraffes a lot 
That was my first favorite animal, and I like sea turtles. Because once in kindergarten, I did research about those. But, like, I thought because, like, giraffes were my favorite, favorite animal, I could, like, do them. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to talking about them today. Now, have you ever seen a giraffe in real life? No, but I saw them on videos and pictures. Mm -hmm. And have you been to the Lincoln Park Zoo in Chicago? I think yes, but I don't remember if I saw any giraffes. Gotcha. Yeah, sometimes they're uh, not always visible. Even though they're really tall, they can hide. So I know most people are familiar with giraffes and what they look like, but can you describe them for me? What do they look like? Um, they look like very tall, spotted creatures, and giraffes can, like, grow about, like, 18 feet tall. Yeah, they are, like, the tallest mammal on land, right? I mean, they're just, they're, like, lots of your dad stacked on top, like, three of your dads stacked on top of each other. So tall. And what about, what does their coat pattern look like? It's like just spots, like the yellow, like it's a le- yellow little thing and then spots over it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And the really cool thing about giraffes too is all of them have different spot patterns. So no two giraffes have the same spots. They're different. Isn't that cool? Yeah, but, like, maybe, like, the mom and the baby, like, are, like, kind of the same. Like Exactly. Yeah. Just like, well, you look a lot like your mom, right? hmm Yeah. And now with giraffes, do they have anything on top of their head? Horns. Horns. That's right. And do the boys and the girls have horns or just, like, the boys? Um, all have horns. Yeah, and the horns had this hard-to-say fancy name. Did you ever hear it or learn about what giraffe horns are called? Um, yeah, it's a tough one. Let's pre- we'll say it, uh, I'll say it, then you can say it after me. It's called ossicones. Can you say ossicones? Ossicones. Oh, awesome, Colleen. That's the word of the day. Yeah, that's a hard word. They should just call them horns, right? They, I don't know why it's, it has that fancy name. And so, Colleen, where do giraffes live? In Africa. That's right. They live in Africa. And what do giraffes eat? Their favorite food is acacia leaves. And their favorite, like, acacia leaves are at the top of the trees, and they eat, like, bushes and, like, other tree leaves, but their favorite is the top of acacia leaves. Yes, yes. And let's let's talk about, a little bit deeper, about what they eat. And so, if they eat all these leaves of the acacia trees, does that make them a carnivore or an herbivore? 
and herbivore because like it only eats plants. Oh, yes, you are so smart. And now the giraffe, as we said, it's really tall because what's its longest body part? The neck. The neck. Why do you think giraffes have such a long neck? So, like, they can reach the top of trees, like, and their favorite food, the top of the trees, acacia leaves. Yes, yeah. And so they also have a really cool feature for when they, if they stretch their neck up and they're reaching for leaves and they're trying, trying to reach a leaf, what can help them be even longer? Their tongue. Yeah, it's 21 inches long. So that's a really long tongue. So with a long neck and a long tongue, they can get to those tippy tops of the trees that obviously most animals can't. And this is a crazy question, okay? Did you learn about what color a giraffe tongue is? A little purplish blue. Yeah, so different, right? Ours are red, and a giraffe tongue, it, it almost looks purple. It's like purplish blue. So it's pretty cool when, if you ever get a chance at one of your local accredited zoos to feed them, they take them from your hand, and they have this long tongue that'll grab it. It's pretty cool. Now, Colleen, when you were doing all of your research to be a giraffe ambassador for us today, did you come across any other cool behaviors that giraffes do? Um, well, I do know a very cool fact. Um, giraffe's kick is strong enough to kill a lion <gasps> wow. with their back feet. That's strong. That's important, mm -hmm. right? Because they don't want the lion to, yeah. to attack them, so they Eat get them. one kick. Very good. That's an important fact. Nobody wants to get kicked by a giraffe. Anything else? Um, Jeff, boys sometimes bang their necks together. So, like, they and they, they fight over girls. Like, yeah. they want the same girl, so they bang their necks together. Isn't that? And see which one's stronger. Right. Oh my gosh, Colleen. Good job. That's called neck wrestling. Male giraffes will wrestle with their neck, which is a really silly thing. You should, if you, if to all of our listeners out there, if you haven't watched a video on it, you should watch it. Luckily, no giraffes usually get hurt from it. Just that, like Colleen mentioned, the strongest one wins and then the not so strong one doesn't win. So that's a really unique animal behavior because no other animals have that tall neck. So that's amazing. And when you see giraffes in Africa, Colleen, do they usually live alone or do they like to live with their family members in, in herds? They like live in herds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And have you seen a giraffe running on one of those videos? Mm, no. No. Yeah. Even though they're so big, they can run pretty fast. They can run like 35 miles an hour, which is not as fast. It's like a car going kind of slow in your neighborhood, which is still pretty fast for a giraffe. So uh, did you write down or come across any other fun facts about giraffes? 
a herd of giraffes is called a tower. Like, so it's not called a herd, it's called a tower. What? Well, thank you for telling me that. I did not know that. That's funny. A tower. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense, right? Because they all look like big towering buildings out in the African plains. And so interesting. Colleen, when you were studying giraffes, did you come across any information about if they are endangered? Are giraffes endangered? Only one type of giraffe is not endangered. Wow, so several subspecies are endangered, right? Yeah, that's yeah, we gotta we gotta work towards protecting them. So for people that aren't as big of fans of giraffes as you and I are. Why do you think people should conserve giraffes? Why should we love them? Because, like, maybe, like, because people, like, just to kill them because they want their tails to, like, be, like, look how cool I am. I have a giraffe tail. They do that, like, to, like, see what people think of that. Right, yeah. The giraffes are often poached for really no reason other than for, like you mentioned, little trophies of their body parts, which is, is, isn't very nice, right? You should let the animals keep living free and in the wild and having all of their body parts, right? So people should really try to make sure that they're not buying any products that have any giraffe parts, right? Yeah. Yeah, we want to make sure and take care of them and love them. And they're just so beautiful to watch on videos or to go visit at the zoo. They're just a really unique species, right? And now, Colleen, you obviously love animals. A lot like your mom. I know she loves animals, too. Yeah. What do you think you want to be when you grow up? Um, I... Want to be a preschool teacher, and I'm already a scientist, and I still want to be that when I grow up. And I want to be a mom. Oh, that is so wonderful! You are going to be a great preschool teacher, scientist. You're already a scientist and mom. Awesome. Well, Colleen, this has been so fun talking with you, and I've learned so much about giraffes. They're tall, they have ossicones, their coat patterns are like snowflakes, and those males, those bulls, they neck wrestle. That is just amazing. So thank you for being with us and exciting other kids to want to conserve and love giraffe because they really are the coolest. But I do have one last important question for you. Can you make a giraffe noise? Chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> that was awesome. They mostly just what, eat. They do. They mostly just eat those leaves all day long. Well, thank you, sweetie. It's been good talking to you. Bye-bye. And now I'm so excited for my second guest today. Livy is going to be talking all about the incredible elephant seal. And we at All Creatures Podcast just love the elephant seal because it's so unique. 
with all of its adaptations to survive. It's just got a lot of fun things going on, let alone, of course, looking at it. So this is going to be a great segment, and I'm so happy that my next expert was willing to do the research and take the time to, to talk to us all about elephant seals today. So hello, Livy. Are you there? Hello. Hi, I'm here. Yay. Awesome. So happy to connect with you today. Before we get started, I just was wondering if you could tell our listeners how old you are. I'm 12 years old. Awesome. Okay. And so you've been doing a lot of research about the elephant seal, I bet. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. What What do you use to do your research? Um, I just looked up the answers and sometimes I went onto websites like the San Simeon Elephant Seal Rookery website. Cool. Yeah. There's was there a pretty good amount of information out there about elephant seals? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I think what we need to do first is I would like for you to describe what an elephant seal looks like for the listeners. Well, an elephant seal has a trunk like snout like the elephants, like normal elephants. And they could be over 20 feet long and weigh up to 8,800 pounds. That's for the males. Yeah, the males get really big in size. They're long and, and very, very heavy. And how about the females? Do the females get that big? or Do, and do um, they have that the proboscis or the long snout that you talked about or nose? Um, only the males have that nose, but the females can weigh up to 1,500 pounds, and they're up to 10 feet in length. Yeah. So I, if you really think about it, that's crazy. Males can be almost eight to 10 times as big as a female. It's just incredible. They're, they're some big seals, aren't they? Yeah. And what, what made you decide to pick the seal to talk about today? Is it one of your favorites? Um, one time during Christmas break, me and my family went to the San Simeon um, Rookery, elephant seal rookery, and then we saw elephant seals during that time, and they, I just loved them. And now, Libby, for our listeners out there that aren't familiar, can you describe what an elephant seal rookery is? Like, it's what did like, you see? Um, it was like their breeding. It was like when they were, I don't know how to explain it, but it was like the breeding season where the babies were getting made and they were like on the beach. Yeah, exactly. The all the elephant seals or a lot of them come together and they call it hauling out. They they come out to shore so they can breed and then they also will come out of the water once a year into onto the beach into an area and they do this crazy thing with their fur. Did you read about that? Uh no, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, they. It's really, it's really quite interesting. They will molt their fur. So, if if you ever see an elephant seal in California, one of these either rookeries or places where they haul out, once a year for a month, they will lose a lot of their fur and it regrows. And during this time, they just stay there on the beaches and they're kind of too vulnerable to go back out in the water because their fur is just, they look kind of messy actually, because there's all these like bald patches on them. But then their fur grows back and then they'll go out into the water and go on on with their merry way. So it's, it's a really unique phenomenon 
that these elephant seals do. And, uh, and people always wonder what's going on with them when they see them looking kind of disheveled or messy, but it's, it's, once again, it's just something natural that they do. And now we talked about how big they are in this nose. So the males have this elephant like trunk, like you said, or proboscis long nose. Did you come across what they use that the males use that long nose for, or what, what does it do? Um, I'm pretty sure sometimes when they're like at the rookery, like they use their nose to sometimes like, uh, like, I don't know how to explain it, but like to get sand on them, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yep, they definitely mm-hmm, they use it. They use the nose, of course, to move sand all over their body and get comfortable. But when you were visiting the rookery, did you hear any noises? Um. Yeah. Most of the time, the the elephant seals would fight. Like most, the males, most of the time, would fight each other for territory. And sometimes they would just like, out. <laughs> They would just like make random noises at times. Yes, you're exactly exactly right, Livy. They make crazy, random, loud. How would you describe it? Like a, a, a roaring noise or like a guttural? Uh, I guess it could, like could be a roaring noise, except not as like loud. I guess like it would be like a tiny bit quieter. Yeah, it's not quite it's not like a classic lion roar. Yeah, exactly. It's uh it's just it's just really deep from their belly noise and scientists think that part of the reason that the uh, the male elephant seals have this long nose is to help it make these loud noises and as you mentioned, Livy scare off other males and say this is my territory or this is my girlfriend. So, it's just quite interesting and then there's another hypothesis out there that the nose it helps them keep moisture in their bodies because when they when they do come out onto land to the rookeries to have their babies or to molt they don't do are they on land the whole time or are they eating and drinking water um i'm pretty sure they're on land the whole time and sometimes they'll go into the water yes it's crazy they're on land and so they don't really, they're not really getting any food or drink. And so some scientists think that the nose might help them conserve moisture and not, and basically not need to drink as much water. And the other way that they survive, I mean, we, us humans, right? If we went a month without eating food, that wouldn't be very good. We, we probably yeah. wouldn't survive. So they live off of, do you know what they live off of when they're uh, um, fasting for a month? Uh, not really. Well, are they skinny or are they fat? They're fat. <laughs> yeah, all that fat. And so in marine mammals, the fat is nicely called blubber. It's not called fat, but it's blubber. And it's just, yeah, it's just a whole bunch of fat. And the fat also keeps them warm, too, when they're out in the ocean. And so when you were doing your research, what other facts did you come across about elephant seals? Um, that they like to eat fish and squid when they're, like, in the water, like, when they're actually looking for food. Mhm. Yes. Do you do you eat any seafood yourself? Um, I sometimes eat like seaweed and but that's it. Okay. Right on. Right on. Yeah, I know they love rays and squid and octopus and eels. They'll even eat sharks sometimes. So they're very busy busy hunting for all of the fish. Uh and how do they hunt? Did you f- come across any of that? 
Um, no, not really. I it just said that they ate fish and squid and Yeah, do they eat it at the surface or do they dive really deep? They dive really deep. Like how deep? Um, they dive around like five thousand feet underwater. Yeah. That's hard. I can't it's hard for me to even imagine how deep that is, honestly. All I can say is it's really, really, really deep, and they're one of the deepest diving animals in the world. So much so that NASA and other scientists want to study them to learn how in the world they can dive that deep to catch their food. Uh, because when you dive deep underwater, there's a lot of pressure and a lot of uh, a lot of things going on that for us humans we uh, we couldn't survive. But the elephant seal is like a superhero and can dive deep and do just fine. And they they hold their breath for a really long time too, right? Yeah. Yeah. They can go um, without oxygen for about two hours. Wow. Right. Yeah. We can't do that, can we? <laughs> Us humans cannot do that at all. So two hours. So, yeah, do you know how they do that at all, or did you read about that? Not really. Yeah, uh, scientists are st – <laughs> don't worry. Scientists are still work trying to figure it out too. Uh, they know that they can – they have like specialized cells in their body that can hold more oxygen, and they know that they can like kind of flatten out their lungs, collapse their lungs a little bit so the pressure doesn't get to them as much. But yeah, no, quite honestly, scientists are really quite fascinated with how they can dive so deep and hold their breath for so long. So they're just incredible. Because do they spend a lot of their life out in the ocean or most of it out on this beach? Um, they spend most of their life um, in the ocean, but they also migrate to other places. Yeah. And so when you use the word migrate, can you explain to the listeners what that means? Um, they go to places, like they go from different places um, during like the seasons to adapt. Yeah, exactly. They follow the fish, right? So they'll swim and swim really, really far uh, following wherever the food is, right? Uh, so they spend a lot of time out in the water and, and lo basically looking for food so they can build up that blubber. And yeah. now, uh, do they usually live, when they're swimming out in the water, do they live like in family groups or do they live by themselves usually? Um, most of the time underwater they're by themselves, but sometimes they're in like little groups. Yeah, especially when they're on the beach. They're, they have their little, they have their friends when they're hauled out on the beach, but yeah, when they're out in the ocean, they're usually just hanging out by themselves, hunting for all those fish, uh, which is pretty quite quite interesting behavior. And when you were studying them, Livy, did you find out anything else that you liked about elephant seals? Um, I know that they were endangered in like the 1800s and the 1900s. For, they were hunted for their blubber, which was made for lamp oil, but now there's around 120,000 to 150,000 elephant seals. Awesome. Yeah. So people started paying attention and, and taking care of them. And yeah, they went from being endangered to right now, we researchers and scientists think that they are not endangered. They, it's hard to count exactly how many elephant seals there are 
because they, you know, they live in the, they, they dive and they live in the ocean. So they're hard, hard to count. But yeah, at this point, they're not really endangered. And, and there's actually uh, two species of elephant seals. Did you come across that? Um, there's the northern elephant seal and the southern elephant seal. Exactly. And so in California, which elephant seal did you get to visit at the rookery, the northern or the southern? Um, the, I think it was the northern elephant seal. Yeah, very yeah, exactly, Livy. The northern elephant seals up by in your in your neighborhood out there off the coast of California in the Pacific Ocean in the northern hemisphere and then the southern elephant seal is in the southern hemisphere. And so uh and I th- I think they're actually even a little bit bigger, but yeah, both right now it's really excellent news that both the northern and the southern elephant seal is considered least concerned or not endangered by the scientists. So it's super exciting that we get to uh, potentially keep watching all of their behaviors uh, when they when they come out onto the beaches. Yeah. And is that something you would like to do? Would you like to go watch more of their behavior again? Yeah, most definitely. I know. You're going to have to take me sometime. I've never been. It's really cool. <laughs> And I'm so happy that you're here today talking about elephant seals because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I think they're super cute. And that nose to me is very, like, I really like it. I think it's it's really endearing. But what advice or what would you say to people that maybe don't really care about elephant seals? Like, how would you try to convince them that they're an animal we should try to save and protect and why we should try to protect the oceans that they swim in. Because like one time they were almost like extinct. There was like around 20 to 30 of them left. And like most people wouldn't have been able to actually like see them if we didn't protect them. Yeah, Livy, I just got goosebumps. Exactly. Like you would, if people didn't protect them, Hundreds of years ago, when their population was, as you mentioned, very, very small, 20 to 30 animals, you would never have got to go see them with your family and watch them make, watch the boys wrestle and, and make all those crazy male elephant seal sounds. And I just, I, I want, I want my boys to be able to do that and my grandchildren and my great grandchildren. And I just think that they're very good uh, poster poster child or a very good conservation success story of what happens when people really care about an animal and they try to save it, right? Yeah. Awesome. And so now I know you love elephant seals and animals in general, but at this point, do you know what you think you want to be when you grow up? Um, I'm not really sure yet. I've been thinking of like maybe I would okay. like to be a vet- veterinarian because I love animals and I want to save them, but I don't know yet. I think that's a very great profession, and I think no matter what, I'm sh- I imagine you'll do something with animals, and you'll be able to share your knowledge and your passion and your love to help keeping them safe and healthy, and so I, I look forward to hearing great things from you, and maybe uh, if I'm so lucky, you'll come back on this podcast again and talk about another animal that you love? Yeah. Awesome. Oh, well, thank you, Libby. And um, oh, one last question, and you don't have to do it if you don't want to, but do you think you could make an elephant seal vocalization a noise? Uh I don't I don't think I can. Like it's kind of hard. 
You know, it's funny. I was actually practicing before we got connected. I was like, well, I'm going to see if I can do it. And I couldn't do it either. I mean, I guess my best attempt would be something like, I don't know. That sounds like a sick animal. I don't know. It's very deep and very guttural. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll, uh, we'll have to practice it and try again at some other point. So awesome. All right. Well, you've been so kind to talk to me today and I thank you, Livy. Take care and don't be a stranger. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. So there you go. That was an elephant seal vocalization, the guttural noise that they make that obviously I struggled <laughs> at trying to make with uh, with Livy, my guest, talking all about elephant seals. So it's a really cool sound. And if you ever get a chance to check out one of their rookeries uh, in the wild, that is an amazing experience. Obviously, it meant a lot to Livy. She really enjoyed doing that this past December. And of course, we would love hearing about it if you are able to see any wildlife from a safe distance. Uh, watching their behaviors is something we always promote here on the podcast. So thank you so much. That was a really enjoyable episode. And we learned so many interesting facts, of course, about giraffes and about the elephant seal. So I want to give a huge, as tall as a giraffe, thank you to Colleen from Illinois and a big guttural deep diving thank you to Livy from California. So you girls did a great job. I, I loved having you here and, and hopefully you'll come back and talk with me again soon. And of course, I always want to give a huge shout out to you listeners You guys are doing it. You're heroes just by listening, learning, loving, and conserving all creatures. So thank you. If you or someone you know is interested in becoming an all creatures kid expert and by and being interviewed on the podcast by me, please send an email to allcreatureskidspod at gmail.com. And also you can learn more fun facts about these creatures that you love by visiting our website or any of our social media uh, platforms at allcreaturespod.com. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye.